Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Blush. I'm Tiffany and I'm here with my co-host Heva. Hi Heva, how are you? I'm so good. So we have gotten so much feedback on last episode. The garlic story really resonated with a lot of people, which, you know, I'm thrilled to hear that my vaginal trauma is such a hit for you guys but actually I'm actually really relieved to know that people haven't unsubscribed after hearing that no I love that your vagina is just bringing people closer together and yeah we've gotten a lot of great feedback some of the feedback that I think not that it means more but it's a little it's a special feeling when we get feedback from men specifically, which there's two guys that specifically for me that I've given feedback. One of them is my friend Ryan Pham. He's given so much great feedback. And then a mutual friend that we have, Late London, which is not not my London, not the London from episode <laughs> dating horror stories, you guys, not that London. This There's actually another London who is cool and normal and nothing like my London. Yeah, late London, we love you. Thank you. Other London does not listen, which we know for a fact because he's kind of unhinged. And if he did listen, we would know. And at some point down the line, Tiffany will share what has transpired with late with real London, not late London since then. <laughs> OG London, if you will. Yeah, he the story that I shared in episode three, Dating Horror Stories, there's actually, believe it or not, more to it. There's a lot of shit that went down when I came back to the States, but that is that is not here nor there. That is for another time. But yeah, the feedback we've gotten from guys, because when we started this, I think we just kind of assumed women would listen, but always wanted men to listen as well. So when guys do listen, we love that. And that's actually what inspired this episode. We really wanted to do an episode that's targeted at guys. And we wanted to highlight all of our favorite things that guys have done for us as kind of a best practices or you know, a highlight reel of all the best things that you could do and kind of insight into the crazy female brain if you are a male who wants to date women. I have to say, I think this is an obvious, but I love men. Like I love, (laughs) I love everything about men. Like, you know, there's always a bad apple in the bunch. I've dated plenty of them. But in general, I just, I adore like a good man. Like, ah, it just. Yeah, it makes her tingly and her mingly. (laughs) (laughs) 
to stop me. I was going to say it makes me wet, but I feel like that's obvious. <laughs> we'll start off with things that guys have done in like the courting phase. Kiva, what's something for you that when you first started talking to a guy that he did that just excited you? Okay, so this is the first thing that comes to my mind because it is hands down the cutest, most special thing that a person has done for me. I will remember it until the day I die. One morning, I woke up, I walked out of my apartment, and in sidewalk chalk, on the sidewalk right outside of my apartment building, this guy had written, it's kind of an inside joke, but he wrote, I lived on K Street, and he wrote K Street or Shakedown Street, which is a re reference to Grateful Dead and Fish. I'm not going to get into it. It doesn't matter. But it was just a dumb inside joke. And he had written it in giant letters in sidewalk chalk on the sidewalk. I just thought it was the cutest fucking thing because... I guess deep down, I'm realizing that I really like public displays like that. And it doesn't have to be something expensive or meaningful or like in a traditional romantic sense. You know, there were no rose petals or candles or anything like that. It was just a dumb inside joke, really. And it was, I mean, what chalk costs, what, like $5? It was cheap. It was easy, but it was so fucking cute. And I think the fact that, ever, like, I was like kind of embarrassed and I was like, oh my God, my neighbors are going to be like, what the fuck? But that's like, I don't know. For me, there's just nothing cuter. I was blushing all day. Like I was on cloud nine. I still look back on that so fondly. God, you know, my bar is so much lower than that. <laughs> so for me, I get really nervous for first dates. Like I, it is honestly, I already have really bad anxiety, but going on a first date for me is the most horrifying experience. So I will start drinking when I'm getting ready <laughs> just to sort of loosen myself up. So by the time I get into the Uber to go on the date, I'm tipsy for sure. And so by the time I get to the date and we, I always like to get drinks on a first date. I don't like going out to eat on a first date at all. Yeah, I think most same. women are like that. Yeah. Drinks are so much safer. And I start ordering, I will typically get like a Pinot Grigio just because I think wine is safe. I... I don't think there's been a first date that I haven't blacked out <laughs> to be like completely blacked out. But I'm actually really good at keeping my shit together when I'm drunk. And I love when I get really drunk on a first date and the guy is really fun and chill with it and like kind of understands. And I've actually never had a bad experience. The guys always drink along. We always get kind of drunk. But I want to say for guys, if you go out with a girl and she gets really hammered on the first date, she doesn't probably have a drinking problem. Don't assume that she is always like this. 
Yes. Right? With me, you can assume I'm always like that because I am pretty much always like that. God, I went on a first date last weekend where I got hammered. Like, ham. I got so drunk that um, <laughs> I ordered two drinks. The bartender bought me a third drink for free and I didn't want all of it. So I wanted to pour half of it in his drink for him to drink. And I thought that we both had gotten vodka, but he actually, his third drink was tequila. So I poured half of my vodka in his tequila because I just was so hammered and I didn't realize. But yeah, I don't, I by no means have a drinking problem. Like it would be so unfair to assume that. It'd be so unfair. And all my friends get drunk. I love when I go on a first day and then the guy texts me the next morning, like, how are you feeling? Because <laughs> we both know I was fucked up. So I love that energy. And, and don't judge a girl if she does that. And on that note, I would say take her cue. If she's drinking heavily, drink heavily. I mean, unless you don't want to for whatever reason, no judgment. Don't get hammered if she's not, I would say, but just kind of follow her lead on that. I love that. And on that note, I would say do the same about food because sometimes girls and the, Tiffany and I aren't in this camp, but I know a lot of girls who almost think it's offensive if a guy doesn't order food or doesn't want food. So I would always offer to get something to nibble on and see how she reacts. I will say this because I can be very shy and I am getting wasted. And if she is drinking aggressively, I love what you said. Ask her, like, do you have any dietary restrictions? Because I'm, I'm a vegetarian and you're vegan. So ask her that. Look at the menu and then order an appetizer. Even if she says, insist she's not hungry, I will bet my fucking life if you order fries, that bitch will at least have 20 fries. At least. Yes. <laughs> It really will make you look so gentlemanly. One thing I really hate is if a guy doesn't walk me home, like if we're far from home, like gets an Uber for me or something. I think that if you're on a date with a girl, it's very traditional gender roles, but I do kind of, I want a guy who wants to make sure I get home safe, whether that's calling me an Uber and sending me home or... Women really appreciate that. If a guy was like, especially notices that I'm like blackout and he's like, let me call you an Uber so I can track it and make sure you get home okay. There is no way if I haven't already that I'm not having sex with him on the second date. <laughs> I haven't already. Like in the bar. <laughs> Like, especially if you're inter, do these little things. And what does do, what does an Uber really, really cost? What, maximum 20 bucks? Like, it's not that big of a deal, you know? You've already spent money at that point anyways. Yeah. And I mean, if she's adamant that she's got it and whatever, I don't, you know, don't be creepy and insist on it. <laughs> Because people can be, you know, weird about that. So if she's adamant, don't push it. So what else in the dating phase of things where, you know, I think when you start dating someone, it's pretty universal. Like we all kind of start out with the same quirks and things when we're trying to get to know someone. I really love 
inside jokes. And I kind of alluded to it with the sidewalk talk, although that was more of like a public display thing. But in general, I love inside jokes. I love teasing. I, I'm i super self-deprecating. I like guys that will kind of tease me too and kind of make fun of me. This guy I just went on a first date with, he texted me yesterday and wrote, Hey, Banshee and something, something. (laughs) And I was dying laughing and, you know, internally just butterflies everywhere. I respond to that so much more than if he had called me like sweetheart or babe or any sort of normal term of endearment, just something that's lightly making fun of me in an innocent way. I always respond well to. Yeah, that is so fucking cute I love teasing as well there is a fine line with teasing though I think you know me and Heva are very self-deprecating a lot of women are I think the key when teasing a woman make sure she's already made fun of that aspect about herself like if she's making fun of the way she talks or if she's making fun of her outfit I mean never ever comment on a woman's weight but if she's making fun of things like that which I often do then it's pretty fair game because she's in she's knows she's laughing about it but especially early on when you're getting to know her be very careful of what to tease her on and always make sure it's light and cute and sweet and something that you do find endearing about her definitely don't hit on something deep I mean if you've been seeing this girl and she gained weight like good god do not make fun of her for gaining weight or something I think what Tiffany said is spot on it has to be something that she's already made fun of and then just kind of for lack of a better term, yes and her, which is an improv term, but basically just acknowledge what she said and add to it, but don't take it further. Like if she's like, oh my God, my top, I look like an idiot. Don't be like, oh yeah, and your shoes suck too. (laughs) (laughs) Like if she's like, you know, I'll always be like, oh my God, I look like such a slut. Be like, yeah, like I love sluts or something like fun and cute. Yes. So I'm not going to get like, nitty gritty sexual here uh that's just not exactly what we do on this podcast but this is and you know it's it's also so personal but I'm gonna give kind of a general tip that I think every single woman would appreciate make her feel really really comfortable And specifically what I mean about that is I think a lot of women have insecurities about how they look, smell, taste in the bedroom. And so (laughs) I love this. (laughs) And so as much as you can, like really go ham on how attractive she is naked, on how good her genitalia looks, on how good her genitalia feels, how good she smells, how good she tastes. Like, be almost aggressive about it. And I don't mean like a full-on London level of expression. (laughs) Again, OG London. (laughs) Yes, and at OG London, for those of you that haven't listened to Dating Horror Stories, he wanted to save my bodily fluids in a jar. <laughs> don't 
don't bring that up. Don't try and save things, which I will say did make me feel very comfortable with him. When when you told me, I remember when you started the story and you were like, he wanted a bloody tampon. I was like, okay, that's really fucking weird. But I bet he would not be squeamish about sex on periods. I bet he would like not give a shit if there was a tiny, tiny little bit of toilet paper, you know, residue down there. Like he, I bet could just roll with the punches. And that is something that makes girls feel so comfortable in the bedroom. And then they can let loose and enjoy it. And both of you have a better experience. Yeah, I don't know if me and Heva are just incredibly insecure and every other woman's like, I feel fine. I don't know what you guys are talking about, but just assume she has like zero confidence and yeah, make her feel really comfortable. I love that. And another thing, early dating and talking about sex, I mean, even right now with Heva and I, who are the two most open people I know we put all our shit out there it's not easy for women a lot of the time to talk about these things Mm -hmm. and it can be really difficult and I love when I start going out with a guy and again I'm super open like I don't care at all and but I start having these conversations and they're just really easy to talk to about sex and they're really mature about it and they want to know what you're into and they're just I mean this is gonna make me sound like such a freak but like they're just open-minded and I don't mean open-minded like they're wanting to do everything but they're just open to having these conversations and they want to know what I like they want to share what they like and there's no there's no judgment it just feels like a very adult mature conversation yeah definitely I completely completely agree okay going back to dating or even in a relationship are there there are other things that we haven't covered this is going to be the biggest tip that we maybe give or like the the most useful that he and I realize we both have when Mr. B and I first started dating on our third date he called me and he was like, hey, I'm going out with my boys this this weekend. And I was like, oh, OK, he's, he's doing his own thing. And he goes, hey, do you want to come? I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, like I'd love to come and hang out with your guy friends. That sounds great. And so I went out with his guy friends. It was me and like him and three other guys. We went bar hopping. I had so much fun. And you know, I remember at one point we were waiting in a line to get into a bar and obviously we had to wait in line because I was the only girl and we live in LA. So like girls waiting in a line in LA, it's like you might as well like kill their entire family. Like that's the equivalent (laughs) of waiting in a line to get into a bar. And they were like, oh, aren't you annoyed we have to wait in a line? Like, doesn't that kind of piss you off? And I was like, no, I don't give a shit. Like I'm having such a good time. And for whatever reason, they thought just because I didn't care about waiting in a line that I was like the coolest chick ever. And I just remember feeling so good about myself after that. And I had such a fun time hanging out with them. On that note, if there is a girl that you're into, and I know right now there's a lot of fucking COVID restrictions and you're not supposed to hang out in big groups, but if you're just even having a small kickback with your friends, I am 10 times more likely to hang out with a guy if he invites me to a group situation than one-on-one on a date. Even if I'm eh, like about him, like I don't really know. If he's like, hey, me and my friends are like drinking and like 
you know, playing games or whatever, I'll be so much more open to that. And for guys, it's such a great way to get to know a girl and see what she's like and see if she can hang and see if she can chill and see if she's fucking cool. Because you want a girl at the end of the day that's cool and can hang out with your friends and and you can bring along. And yeah, if you have a crush on a girl and you're scared to ask her out on a date, the next time you're hanging out with your friends, seriously, I know this might sound crazy, but invite her. There's less of a chance she rejects you. I always really liked the TV show Friends. And when I'm in a relationship, I want it to be, I don't want it to just be the two of us. Like I want us to kind of merge friend groups and hang out in friend groups. Those, that to me is the ideal life situation. And so when a guy, even a guy that I, you know, have been on a few dates with introduces me to his friends early on, I love that. Like, do you guys remember Egypt from the intro episode? I think we talked about him. So Egypt and I, on our second date, at some point he was like, oh, I have a bunch of friends who are a few blocks away. Like, it's totally up to you, but we can go meet up with them if you want. And I was like, yes. And honestly, looking back on it, I don't think there would have been a third date if not for that. But I just had so much fun with his friends. I like getting to know a guy in a more organic way. Like I've said, I hate like a forced date situation I think it's always so fucking uncomfortable to the point where I do have to black out so if a guy is like hey just hang out with my friends then I can kind of get to know him I can get to know his friends it's not forced that we just have to talk to each other and I think it's a good way to also really get to know someone. I mean, if you match with someone on apps, this is a little different, but I still think that maybe after the first or second date, if you are doing something with a friend or two or three, invite her. Why not? Um, or if you're out and you have, you know, friends nearby, like the situation I was talking about with Egypt, you can go meet up with your friends. I think it's a really nice move. The only thing I will say about this is to watch out for the friend zone. Yeah, I mean, I very, I mean, I, I very rarely put guys in a friend zone. I always hook up with them. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but Hiva, you have that situation a lot where you end up putting guys in friend zones. And what do you think is the biggest way, and maybe this is a tough question because it really depends on the situation, is there anything a guy can do to avoid going into the friend zone? So I'll just give my background on this. I have had several guy friend situations where we were like best friends would hang out every single day. They basically had all of the burdens and responsibilities of being my boyfriend without any of the benefits. Like they were, you know, carrying my packages for me and like emotionally supporting me and doing all the kind of chivalrous kind things that a boyfriend does for you, but we were not fucking. And I think that this is a really unfair thing to do to someone. I, for the record, if you're someone who's listening who I've done this to, 
I am wholeheartedly sorry. I really have changed as a person. And I mean, Tiffany, you know, I'm so vigilant about never repeating that mistake to the point where I have a close guy friend here in New York who I hang out with a lot and emotionally like rely on a lot. And I constantly will be like, are you sure you don't have feelings for me? Because I don't want to do this to someone ever again. If a girl is doing what Heba does, she is like she's hitting you up for emotional stuff she's making you do boyfriend shit but she is not giving you any sort of sexual anything and you want more with her it's different if you guys are mutually friends right like that's fine like it's great to be friends but if you want more from her cut that fucking shit out don't fucking do it don't fucking yeah don't don't give her any of that don't fucking pick up her calls don't fucking text her back don't do boyfriend shit for a girl that i'm sorry is not putting out when you want her to put out and i would say that honestly if the genders were reversed yeah so this is not even like a gender specific thing i would say that to one of my girlfriends that was going out of their way for a guy who is not committing to her i'd be like stop why are you doing that for him if you've done all those things if you feel like you've been there for a girl you've listened to her bullshit that you really didn't give a fuck about and you are just being such a great boyfriend but she won't hook up with you i'll say this you know, gauge the situation, maybe try and have an open conversation with her. And if she says something on the lines of like, you know, I'm not really looking for a relationship right now, or I just see you as a friend, pull the fuck back. I'm not saying don't be friends with her, but definitely pull back. And here's the caveat with that. I'm going to say you have a 50% chance she fucking comes back and wants you because she's going to realize what the fuck she had and how good she had it and say, you know what? Shit, maybe let's give this a try. I actually really, really agree with that. And again, I've done this a lot. I'm the bitch in this scenario. Stop, so no. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I have, and it's wrong because really what's happening here is someone is taking advantage of your feelings. That's what it is. I've done it. I'm not saying it's a conscious thing. I by no means did it to be a bitch or be mean at all, but that's really what's happening ultimately. And again, I've done it. So I know, and you can't let that continue. The only thing I would add as kind of a Hail Mary, and this is going to sound a little bit gameplay, but it's not. I think that the only way that this situation has any hope of changing, if like deep down she maybe has feelings for you that she isn't realizing, is she has to realize that she could be losing you. And the way to do that is to make it known to her that you are dating other people. But here's the really important part. Women are super intuitive. So if you do this with the intention of making her jealous, then she'll be able to smell that out and it'll look really, really desperate. What you want to do is very casually and nonchalantly drop that you're dating, but also actually be dating because you are not her boyfriend. 
you know, whether it's like you guys usually hang out on Saturdays and you're like, hey, I actually can't hang out this Saturday. I have a date or maybe even asking for her advice. Whatever you do, just make sure it's actually really authentic. And then if she has even a smidge of feelings for you, that'll make it change for her. And I actually have a story about this that kind of involves you, Tiffany. It's really funny. So this guy I dated in high school, we were friends for years before we dated. And then for about a month or two before we started dating, we would hang out constantly because we went to the same gym, but nothing was happening physically. There was a tiny part of me in the back of my mind that was kind of into him, but I wasn't realizing it. And he probably would have stayed in the friend zone for a lot longer, but... Something happened. Tiffany and I weren't close at the time, but we did know each other. Like we had met years before then. So there were all these pictures online of Tiffany and that guy together. And I was like, oh, this bitch is maybe hanging out with him. And I got so fucking jealous. And that's when I started giving him more. But really, we ended up dating because I got jealous. And I was like, shit, what if he's like kind of starting to see Tiffany and like I lose this first of all it was not even hooking up I don't even think I had a full conversation with this guy on that same note one of my first serious relationships started with a guy that I was not even attracted to and we were very very much friends that I was just hanging out with him and his friends all the time but he always kind of paid an extra attention to me and I think I just connected with him a lot more and eventually we just started hooking up and then it naturally progressed into a relationship so even with all that said do put effort with a girl even if she is just a friend and you have like a crush on her because it can amount to something more just I think our biggest note is don't let her take advantage of you yeah if you are friends, you're in the same friend group, like if you're all hanging out, make sure to have one-on-one -on -one conversations with her. Like maybe the two of you together can tease a third person or like make fun of a third person. Things like that will bond you. I love when I meet a guy's friends and we talk shit about his friends so, so much. I love when a guy will be like, you know, blah, blah, blah is really cool, but he's kind of a fucking idiot, isn't he? And I'm just like, yeah, he really is. And then it's this inside joke between the two of you. You've planted the seed. So the next time you're all out, you're all out, you can revisit it. Or the next day you can text her something related to that. Or if you see a meme that relates to that, send that to her. You've planted these seeds that can grow into something. It's beautiful. So once you've planted those seeds, let's go into dating, right? When you're dating a girl, I think there's always, and this is just me, I think there's always this difficulty of how often do I hang out with her? And I think me and Heva will agree with this is I don't like when a guy is aggressively trying to hang out with me or aggressively trying to talk to me or aggressively, I guess, trying to see me. It's actually kind of a turnoff. I think there's this really beautiful balance and there is a consistency without being predictable. So when me and Mr. B were dating and we were dating at this point, I always knew that I was going to see him 
once a week, but I had my own life. Like he wasn't texting me every day. He wasn't trying to hang out with me every day. And I really actually didn't mind that. But I knew more than likely that weekend we were going to do something, whether it was hang out with his friends or go out on a solo date. I never knew what it was, which I really liked. But I think having her, you don't have to text a girl every day. You don't have to see her every single fucking day at all. Like you can just keep it consistent know that you're gonna be there and also change it up like if you guys always hang out on a Saturday night this is gonna sound really weird and maybe this is just me but if I always see a guy like on the weekend if he texts me and it's like hey do you want to hang out this Wednesday I don't know why I would feel so special I'd be like oh my god he wants to see me on a Wednesday like he always has something going on Wednesdays but now he wants to see me like yes I'd love to see you on a Wednesday so keep it consistent but don't be predictable yeah I love that and I do really appreciate when he sets up the next hangout kind of early on and especially in early dating like I don't need to hear about you and your job every fucking day what I want to know is when are we seeing each other next like I would be fine if you just set up the next date and I don't really hear from you until that day that's fine because we don't really know like first second third date we don't really know each other yet like there's nothing to talk about but if you are thinking of her or like see a meme that reminds you of something you guys talked about like play up on these inside jokes and memories because these are the things that foster intimacy and connection ultimately. I would love if a guy something funny happens and the first person he thinks of is to tell me like I think that's so cute. Yes. You know, what I'm realizing as we talk about this is that what we really want ultimately is to merge lives. We want to be one with you. (laughs) (laughs) We want you inside of us and also within each other, basically one entity. Yeah. Like we want to merge lives. So like when we're like, when you're thinking of us, when something funny happens, that feels really nice. Or even sometimes if it's just like a right before bed, Hey, sleep well, sweet dreams. Ah, melted, done, puddle in my seat, okay? On that note, I love when guys ask my opinion on stuff. Even if it has nothing to do with me, like asking a woman her opinion, and don't make it something super serious where then she's like, oh my God, this is a life and death situation. I better really think it out. But if you're working on a project, or if you're doing anything creative, maybe, you know, ask, shoot at her and be like, hey, you know, would love to hear what you think about this. I'm telling you that would, she would feel so fucking special. When I was dating the comedian, so he was a little bit famous at the time and had this, you know, kind of prominent job. And he really, from the get-go would just constantly ask me for my input and my opinion on his career stuff. And it made me feel so special and valued. It was one of the early things that really attracted me to him. Also on that note, I have something that's kind of separate, but not really. I think that something that guys often do wrong is they'll try to feign confidence 
And it just kind of comes off as being like cocky or douchey. Because again, women are really intuitive and confidence cannot be faked. So don't ever try to act confident when you're not. Instead, what I think you should do is we all have something. It might be like you're really good at Call of Duty and so you can like speak about it with intense confidence. It doesn't matter what it is. Highlight that thing that you can speak on so confidently and then ask for her input on that. I love that. And I I will say there is nothing I hate more in a man Probably my biggest turnoff is arrogance. I honestly rather it be the other way around where he doesn't have the most confidence and in any way he's cocky because I fucking hate that shit. So honestly, walk a fine line with that. Maybe there's some women that are into cocky men, but it will dry me up like a fucking desert if a guy is in <laughs> any way arrogant. One thing on a, on the similar note where if you are kind of a goofy, quirky guy, which I personally love goofy men, really honestly own it. If you do something embarrassing or weird and you're kind of mortified, If you can play it off and not give a shit, and maybe that is confidence in its own way, I'm telling you, I would be like, legs open, like, let's (laughs) fucking go right here in the middle of the street. One thing that Mr. B, when we would go out drinking, he still, I mean, he still does this. I don't know why he would always like knock someone's drink over. He would just be like flailing his <laughs> arms around for some reason. And just- Mr. B is like, you know, those inflatable things outside of car dealerships. That's what I picture just flailing yeah. around. <laughs> He's flailing and he would just knock like we would just be sitting there talking. And next thing I know, there's a girl with her drink all over her that we have no <laughs> idea who she is. And he'd, he'd turn around and be like, I'm so sorry. Can I buy you a drink? Like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. But he turned to me and just like kind of laugh and be like, yeah, I like always do this. I don't know why I just knock everyone's drinks over. And I thought it was the most endearing thing I had ever seen seen I mean now I think it's kind of annoying but I'm just kidding (laughs) no but I honestly thought it was so endearing so 10 I was not maybe not 10 out of 10 but nine times out of 10 that embarrassing weird thing you do that you think is weird embarrassing if you own it she's gonna think it's the cutest shit she's ever seen in her life I could not agree more like Uh, Just nothing turns me on more than silly, weird, out there and owning your shit. Yeah. And especially during sex. Like if something, not to go back to to sex, (laughs) but if something weird or silly happens during sex, just like laugh. Like I can get really, I can get really giggly during sex and get really goofy and stuff. And I love if a guy just realizes, like, sex is honestly, if you think about it, it's so weird and goofy, right? Like, it's just a gross, it's, it's wet, weird. there's yeah. sounds and smells, like, it's it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. So if you, if she does something that you're like, oh shit, she probably thinks this is embarrassing, like... Don't make fun of her for it. Do something embarrassing too, honestly. Be like, you know, you beat me to the punch. Like I was going to like queef or something. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so like, just be cute and fun about it. Because I love when a guy is just so chill and so easygoing that I feel more comfortable because of him. Yeah, exactly. And I think kind of everything we've given here is kind of getting at that same thing. Like make her feel comfortable, make her feel special, but don't make her think that you will just be there no matter what, putting up with all of her bullshit no matter what, if she's not giving you something. Oh, you know what? I just thought of something and this is not truly, truly, this is not self-promotional. I mean, you know, it's a little symbiotic, but it's not, it doesn't come from a self-promotional place. If you are a guy who listens to this podcast, you already have a leg up because guess what? You're cool as fucking shit. And I'm not just saying that. You're listening to a podcast about girls acting crazy and (laughs) like mental health and wellness stuff. Advertise that. Like if I know a guy listens to this podcast, my opinion of him is automatically different because I'm like, wow, he heard a story about me putting garlic inside my vagina and he was not grossed out by that. Like that's so fucking cool. So send this podcast to a girl that you're into. Maybe not this episode, like send episode seven, episode six, episode three. There are so many good options. One thousand percent. There's not a bigger turn on when a guy says, I love sex in the city or I love anything that's maybe targeted towards women. So if you're into anything, not that this is even targeted towards women, we love any gender that listens to this. (laughs) So yeah, but if you are into those things, 100% what Heba said send one of the episodes bring it up on a date Mm -hmm. I I guarantee you she will at the very least respect it yeah because you are now showing that you're a guy who can roll with the punches who has some appreciation and knowledge of mental health and that you understand women that's I mean that trifecta like you could have zero penis honestly and let's not get ahead of ourselves tiffany wouldn't be okay with it but everyone else would would still appreciate it with the penis thing i have to say because we've really ragged on micro penises you have i have not (laughs) i have really ragged on micro penises and i really want to end on this note is it's really not about size. If there's anything you walk away from, it is about what he and I have said, being open-minded, being confident, making making her feel comfortable, being mature. All of those things, I guarantee a woman will just like die for you over your dick size, Mm -hmm. hands down. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and also for guys, I mean, this is an unfortunate gender, uh, not stereotype, but a societal thing. Your looks don't matter that much either. No, they really don't. I mean, obviously it's what you first see in someone when it comes to looks, but I have dated plenty of guys that I think most of my friends would find extremely unattractive (laughs) so they are not conventionally attractive I mean I've dated good looking guys it's been all across the board but that is not a factor for me by any means because a lot of the times the attraction comes with all the things we listed yep 1000% yes 
So we hope you just feel amazing about yourself. It doesn't matter what you look like, how big your dick size is. Just honestly, these things will make a huge fucking difference and go out and, and get it. <laughs> is there a giveaway this week, Kiva? Are we doing a giveaway? Yes, I have a giveaway, but it's not a joke. It's dead ass serious. And this could apply to both genders. So to enter the giveaway, I want you to screenshot this episode and tag at blush pod and put it in your stories. The winner of the giveaway, we will give a free consultation on your specific situation. So whatever person that you're into and whatever stage you're in, we'll DM you that you won and then you can give us the entire context and we'll help you navigate how to work through it. Yeah, we'll talk about it and we'll see what we think is the best and we'll give you our best insight on how to get the guy or girl that you're into. And maybe that'll help you in some way. I love this giveaway. This is the first normal fucking giveaway we've had. We're not giving away like your fucking garlic vagina or a jar filled with my cum. Like this is the first time. I'm so happy for us. It just took, what, eight fucking episodes to get to a normal giveaway i also i would not get used to normal giveaways because probably we'll be back next week the shenanigans will resume but yeah we love you guys so much thank you so much for listening bye guys see you next week